Ladies and gentlemen, the fourth and final hour of our get-together is underway. It is 9.07. Time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes! I don't want to work. It's the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. I didn't hear you. What? I said, hey. Hey there. (laughs) Hi there. Oh, what are you going to do this weekend? I told you about my ideas. You're going to get me something from the farm supply, big old trough, fill it with water, a couple of bags of ice, and just kind of soak. I was told by a caller, Greg was, that uh, Epsom salts does not dissolve in cold water, so I'm going to have to pre-break uh, it down with maybe a bucket of warmer water, stir it up real good, mm-hmm. and then pour it in. See if that works. It might, uh, but then Greg said it could re coagulate. I don't even know it's proper like it's a blood thing, but it might. Well, coagulation. Yeah, it goes back together. Well, what, what's the thing with oil? Uh, well, that's viscosity. Viscosity. Right. So it could be become viscous. Could be. We could use that term. Yeah, you could. We just did. Yeah, we did. We're practically doctors, I oh, say. Yeah. Hey, uh, doctor of, of that constantly tries to protect and heal the Second Amendment from the cuts and jabs that are constantly applied to it. Uh, Chris Wagner, our Second Amendment protector on the air. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Bob. How's the, uh, how's the fishing? I know you're into this new endeavor. How's it going? Actually, it's going good. I'm up um, in Steenhatchee, captaining a boat for scallop season for a buddy of mine. We're going out and taking people out, and they're scalloping and uh, having a great time out on the water. I know your humility won't let you tell it, but I will. Um, a small child was on the boat and looked like it was suffering from the high temperatures. Chris uh, took quick action and uh, uh, got the baby and uh, mom and dad back to shore and uh, made sure that child was hydrated. And, uh, hey, I'm not overblowing it. You could have saved a life. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, it was uh, It was really, I could see the child was miserable and she was really getting hot and mom was worried about her, you know, her temperature. And, and I said, you know, you don't have to stay out here. We're allowed to go back and, and I think we can split up. We had a three boat group. So we ran mom and dad and grandma back with the kids and everybody turned out to be uh, okay. Well, that's when you have a captain that's uh, part sheepdog and part boy scout. It's a good combo. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, um, so Chris, to to the one thing we wanted to talk about, you've got the Senate okaying these gun restrictions, um, and and boy, you had a bunch of Republicans cave in. They think it's going to fly right through the House. I guess is there any benefit to what they've put forward? And I guess what's the one or two big no nos that you see? Well, I think what they're doing is going to do absolutely nothing to help uh, alleviate any kind of violence that we have. I, I don't see it really benefiting anybody. There is a small section of it they're going to be talking about mental health and hardening the schools, so that may be actually positive. But what they are doing, they are violating our adults' uh, constitutional rights. They've written in there a extended background check for anybody under 21 before they can purchase a firearm. And I think that's discriminatory based on age. Uh, it's simple. I mean, you're, you're requiring something more for people who are 21 and under. They're considered an adult at 18, and you should treat them like adults. You should not have any additional requirements for them to exercise a constitutional right. So I see that possibly being challenged, uh, and rightfully so. There should be no discrimination of, of our young people. But other than that, I don't see it doing a whole lot. Maybe instead of it making consistent with the purchase of uh of a gun that extended background check why don't they maybe change the laws so that 
those juvenile records are more public and on the FBI database if if they're you know violent in nature. Is that does that make sense? It, it makes sense. I don't know what that would entail logistically as far as getting those records transferred over to the federal system. Mm, okay. I don't know that that's also a good idea because a lot of people, when they're juvenile offenders, their juvenile records are expunged or, or done away with when they turn adults as part of their plea bargaining, and that would be a difficult thing to remove that from the federal system. So I just see that being a logistical nightmare. And we try to give them the benefit of the doubt. If you're young and stupid, you do young and stupid things, and uh, maybe you learned your lesson and you turned your life around. We, we try to give them, I guess, a fresh start from that, that perspective. So, you know, if we put in these new things about school safety, but nobody's actually making sure the doors lock, I guess, once again, that's not, that doesn't make sense, does it? No, and everything that they're trying to push uh, would not have stopped. I mean, you know, regardless of what happened, we left the door open, and officers didn't respond in a timely manner, and, and there's so many things that go into it, you know. And then we have, of course, the, the Supreme Court decision that's coming up. So, Well, the Supreme Court, on one case uh, recently, they ruled in favor of, you know, the Second Amendment, if you will, about concealed permits in New York, you used to have to prove a need for it. I guess what? Based on whether you're carrying valuables, your own life's not valuable enough. So the Supreme Court made the right decision, six to three. Uh, and of course, they're saying, you know, it'll be the OK Corral, just like we heard in Florida decades ago when they began to open up the concealed permit here. They said, oh, it's going to be a bloodbath. And of course, we know better. Yeah, what they did was um, it was a New York case, and what they're saying is Florida is what we call a shall-issue state. In other words, if you apply for a concealed carry permit, the state has to issue you that permit, barring any um, things that would disqualify you for it. In New York, you had to show good cause to be issued a concealed carry permit. In other words, you had to show that not your life was not enough, that you had good cause to need a concealed carry permit. And there's um, six states that are like that. This will only affect those six states as far as that goes. Um, But what the Supreme Court did show is that it is a constitutional right to carry a concealed firearm outside of the home for self-defense. And that was a big win for us as far as constitutionality goes. What I don't like about it is they still did not address the fact that having to get a license from the government to actually exercise a constitutional right in and of itself is unconstitutional. You you don't have to get a license to exercise any other right, and I think we're going to have to address that issue sooner or later, hopefully sooner than later, um, to you know weed this whole thing out. It is a constitutional right to defend oneself and to be able to carry a firearm, and I think we're going down the right path. It's just so slow. Um, and there's a lot of uh, places in between we got to go as far as getting laws out of the way. Yeah, and I guess it's another reminder of, of actually how good we have it compared to other states with, you know, a governor like DeSantis and others that have, you know, in strength, uh, strengthened our, uh, you know, stand your ground type laws and things. We forget that other states might not have that. And uh, so these changes, I think it, it, it should be good for Americans in general, right? Yeah, it should be. And I'm hoping it'll lead to um, further um, constitutional challenges on some of the state's laws. Florida does have it very good. We could have it better. And uh, Governor DeSantis has said that he's going to sign a constitutional carry law in Florida before he leaves office. And hopefully, you know, I trust him at his word. I think he'll stick to that. I think they'll get it done. It's just uh, we've had to wait since 1985 for that to happen. 
you know, again, I go back to it's just a common sense thing. We, we shouldn't have to get a permit from the government to exercise a constitutional right. We don't have to do that for any other right. Why do we have to do it for the Second Amendment? Yeah, I, and one quick other uh, thing I wanted to get you to comment on, if you know. Somebody uh, says that Winchester was approached or something. Government might shut them down. Five five six two two three. Ammo being impacted. Winchester serves I don't know twenty something percent of the market. Uh, they denied it in a press conference. The the White House did. But have you heard anything about this? Do you know anything? I've heard the rumor. I don't think there's anything to it right now that we can um, actually prove. And until we have something we can prove, then you know it's just that it's a rumor. But that would greatly impact the availability of firearms. Uh, I don't know how the government would go about shutting them down. It would be a rather um, interesting challenge there in the courts of a government shutting down a business just because of what they make and it's legally made. Well, yeah, they just have to they just have to make up uh, something like, oh, your baby formula is killing kids. We're going to shut it yeah, down. Right. And then never actually proved that. Just as an example, now we have a shortage. Um, but, yeah, to your point, thank you, as usual. We always appreciate it. Chris Wagner, boat captain, Second Amendment advocate, former military law enforcement, trainer of law enforcement. You get the idea. 916 on the Bob Rose Show, 30 minutes away from things that make you smile. Hang on.